Chapter 1. An Origin Story. Enclosures and the Sickly City. That day in late July, the Hertfordshire Greenbelt was going all out for best in show. Two cricket matches were in progress in Berkhamsted, and in the tall grass nearby, the game's namesakes were buzzing lustily. I headed uphill beside acres of alternating crops, perfectly ripe golden wheat in this one, nodding green heads of barley in the next. Barley had played a big part in my childhood, growing in the fields facing our maisonette and seeding itself in the verges. It was the perfect weapon for throwing as sticky darts and hard to disentangle from heavy bowl haircuts. Butterflies made their chaotic way around me, often pairs in amorous pursuit. I'd come here with my partner, Adam, in search of the remains of the Battle of Berkhamsted Common. It sounds like it might have been a skirmish in the English Civil War, but it was nothing quite so grand. Although this quaint corner of Hertfordshire has seen its share of action over the years, the Anglo-Saxons surrendered to the Normans here in 1066, and it's where Oliver Cromwell's Colonel Daniel Axtell came to a grisly end too, hanged, drawn and quartered, in 1660. But our battle took place 800 years after Harold had fallen at Hastings, on the 6th of March, 1866, which should have been a rather more peaceable period of domestic history. These days, with its half-timbered Tudor houses, picturesque thatched cottages and ruined castle, the main struggle in Berkhamsted appears to involve parking. But back in 1866, the battle was triggered by an audacious land grab by the local aristocrat, the second Earl Brownlow. The common had long been a place where local people collected wood and grazed their animals. Brownlow sought to enclose it to make it part of his estate at Ashridge. This didn't seem a particularly exceptional move at the time, Enclosure had been creeping across the land in a systematic fashion for over a hundred years, following a succession of government acts encouraging the practice. Around the country, aggrieved villagers and peasant farmers were ever more resigned to the disappearance of their communal farmland, as government commissioners and rich landowners systematically robbed them of their ancient pasture. Yet Brownlow was an unlikely antagonist. Just twenty-four at the time, he was a weak, consumptive Christian socialist. A contemporary portrait of him by Francis Grant shows a slender, pale, straggly-bearded young man of despondent aspect, accompanied by an even more miserable-looking large grey dog. His mother, Lady Marion Compton, was rather more vigorous. An accomplished artist and a generous patron, it was she who drove John to enclose the town's common land for their own private use. And, as if to prove his masculinity, he went about it in a particularly aggressive manner, having two rows of five-foot-high steel fencing erected round the perimeter to keep out the locals. Much of the countryside around Berkhamsted is now within London's Greenbelt, and I was determined to uncover an overlap between it and Brownlow's enclosure. It all seemed so easy when I first sketched out the route. The problem was, to do it, I'd had to use a number of different maps, none of which quite seemed to correlate with the others. 
There was the interactive map of England's greenbelts produced by Dan Palmer and Mark Oliver for the Daily Telegraph website in 2012. Its boundaries around Berkhamsted looked pretty complicated to me, with only the southern part of Berkhamsted Common included in the protected land. There was a walk suggested by the National Trust to commemorate the battle, with Brownlow's enclosed area a dotted outline on the map. It was clear from this he hadn't enclosed the entire common, just the middle section, and the red dots on one map didn't seem to overlap the green area on the other. An alternative walk around the common contained few overlapping features with the other maps, apart from a place called Brick Kiln Cottage. I knew this sat at the northern limit of the Greenbelt. Staring at all three maps, I began to feel sick. Pretty soon, Adam and I resorted to GPS maps on our phones, and so now with five to consult, we headed out to the National Trust shop at the Ashridge Estate, Brownlow's old pile.